The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Fun podcast. We're going to get right into it. Herb Howard and I discussing a lot of Bears are just talking out about Matt Nagy and the chemistry that was apparently awful. Herb Howard is here. One side note, Dalen Terry, who I'm going to play in our closing. If you listen to the whole podcast with my little outro, it's all Dale and Terry today, the Bulls' new draft pick. The most positive 19-year-old going to be the next Michael Jordan or something good for the Bulls. But this is the Bears podcast with my guy Herb Howard, and it starts right now. Showtime. It is a Wednesday, June 29th edition of the Windy City podcast with my guy Herb Howard, who I just lost but he's going to come back in a minute here. I am Mark Harmon, and this is a this is going to be a very fun look at what's going on right now with a bunch of bears talking out, interestingly, about the former regime. It is an endless stream of comments coming, Herb, from quiet guys. My guy Darnell Mooney, Redline Radio. Congrats to those guys over there. They do good work. And they were able to get uh, him to come in studio. Darnell making making time in it in the off season. Nice job. And Mooney speaking out on Matt Nagy and speaking out on the Ryan Pace regime and and, and throwing flowers at Matt Eberflus and everything that he's doing. And how about David Montgomery going over to WGN TV and talking with my guy Jared Payton? JP asking questions and and Dar- and Darnell is just out there having all sorts of fun uh, or rather Dave Montgomery's out there just saying that it is just different in here uh, and we're also going to discuss today whether or not Justin Fields get a quarterback talk for you whether or not Justin Fields is uh, going to perhaps land by the end of this year as the number two quarterback in the NFC North and Special little note to start the show today, uh, Charles Snowden, who a lot of Bears fans are excited about and his potential out of Virginia, got on the field twice last year, undrafted, ankle injury, but seems like he's going to make this team, is putting on weight to play a 4-3. We're going to have an interview dropping with Charles uh, tomorrow that I did with my guy Matt Verderam, who I do... uh, uh, stack in the box with so herb but i mentioned you herb i, I yeah. got you in there so no, there's that. I'm, 
I'm very, very intrigued by, by Charles Norton. I think that he is kind of like the next guy up in this kind of train that I feel like started with Roy Robertson Harris. These kind of undersized, out of position guys that the Bears kind of just bring on and develop them physically first, get them out on the field, and then see what they can do. And I think that we saw that again with Roy Robertson Harris. We saw we're seeing it with Travis Gibson. And I think that Charles Snowden could be the next one of those guys that we kind of see uh, change his body, change his position, and then get into a space where he's actually able to contribute for them. I think this year uh, could be a year we see him kind of come in, pass, passing situations, be a bit of a pass rush specialist, and he may be able to contribute. It'd be very, very interesting to see. It's interesting that Bears fans, if judging by if, I, if you search around the old YouTube whatnot, y'all are excited about Charles Snowden. You're all optimistic that there could be something there. Uh, so, hey, he's excited. Uh, spoiler alert. He's excited about trying to prove himself on special teams this year. That's the way that he can, quote, stick. And, uh, hey, however you make your way in the NFL, you got you to gotta stick first, and then you can start to prove yourself. But, uh, Herb, first off, good to see you. And, and let me – See uh, you too, Carl. Well, here, let, let's, let, let's talk about Darnell Mooney on Redline Radio, okay? He he, yeah. he's, he he says that after minicamp uh, that the Bears are quote more organized and that they know what the coaches want. All right, that that's that's Mooney. Uh, and let me just throw in David Montgomery here too. David Montgomery, come you know Jared Payton, my guy, WGN TV says change was quote definitely needed, definitely mm. needed. Mm. You know it, it's a lot of times when when somebody leaves the facility. The you kind of right? well, yeah, but also like I think you like leave well enough alone. Like you know, that's the past. You know that these dudes and these are quiet guys. Like Dave Montgomery doesn't go in on people, nah, but pe nah. people are going in. I don't know what's your what's your look at that. I think it's interesting that it's those two guys specifically. First of all, I mean they are two of the main pieces for this team offensively, at least. Um, but they are you know kind of quiet guys. I mean David Montgomery talks to us. Donald Mooney talks to us too, but not in that kind of way. Not to be throwing guys under the bus. Not to be pointing fingers. They're both really, really um, kind of like self-accountability type of guys. So it is interesting to hear that coming from them. Now, in terms of what they actually said, I, I think they're pretty much on point, right? You talk about, you know, we, we, we know what the coaches want from us this year. I think that that's a fair assessment to say that I don't think anybody knew what the coaches were trying to do last year. I don't think that certainly, you know, as, as analysts, we didn't understand what they were trying to do. I don't think most fans understood what they were trying to do. And so the players probably didn't understand it either. I don't know that the coaching staff fully understood what it was they were trying to do. And so I don't think that he's off base in saying that. Is it necessary? Nah, I, I, I would just leave it alone. You know what I mean? You never know when those relationships are going to come back around, how those things kind of work out right. in the NFL. And right. so I, I, I would just leave those things alone. But I don't, I don't disagree with what they said in terms of, you know, David Montgomery and, you know, shout out to JP for sure. But in terms of David Montgomery saying um, change was definitely needed, I mean – they got fired, so you know we clearly right. <laughs> <laughs> I, no one's arguing. Yes, yeah. whatever change was needed. Although yeah. I do wonder, like Matt Nagy in his Kansas City location right now, when he sees all this stuff, yeah, that's uh, not cool. I mean, I'm. It's okay. You made a lot of money. I'm not worried about his feelings. Like he he all can right. own it. Like yeah, you know, I I, I could have done a better job, but I I do like just I wonder. I just I just wonder if he's surprised that these guys felt that way. Like maybe, maybe not at all. Maybe he knew damn well that he didn't, he didn't have their attention and whatnot. And, but I mean, to be, to be calling it out that they were disorganized, 
that yeah. now now we know what the coaches want. Right. Now now we have an actual I don't what's what's the word I'm looking for? We we have uh, we have a plan a, of action, a direction. Yeah, yeah, a flag that the flag that is planted in the distance. We are going to be the most well-conditioned team in the NFL. Track shoes on for training camp. That's where we're headed. It's a direct identity of what we're going to be. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. I, there's an identity, identity that that's 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 at least attempting to be built here, and and the players seem excited about. It. So I mean, I guess credit to Flus, right? Yeah, listen, I think players want that direction. They want to have an identity. What is it that we can hang our heads on? And whatever that is, fine. If it's running the ball, cool. If it's throwing the ball, whatever it is, if it's toughness, whatever it is, let's be able to hang our heads on something. I think the players just kind of want that. I think it's a very, very huge indictment when you hear a player come out and say, we didn't even know what the coaches wanted. Like, let alone <laughs> have the ability to do it. I don't even know what he wants. And I think that that is, that's huge. That's huge. That's talking about not being able to communicate your own plan. Maybe it's even talking about not even having a plan of your own. And so I think that, to hear Darnell Mooney say that, who's, again, a soft-spoken guy, self-accountability guy, a, a, a team-first guy, say that is interesting. Also, to your point, it, it didn't seem to me at any time during his tenure that these were more than on-the-field issues. They, just, they, they didn't really play all that well, but it seemed like they had a pretty good you know, group of people in terms of this kind of family environment. He seemed to really have that kind of thing going, even if it wasn't you know, translating onto the field, and now we're learning maybe not. Yeah, I mean, that locker room, for, by what's going on right now, that locker room sucked last year. That By the end of the year, I mean, Mooney was like, it was just hard to stay positive because, you know, you lose week after week. I, this dude, and by the way, jump in on the chats here. If like, for what you're hearing from Bears fans right, uh, you know, from Bears players right now, Bears fans, uh, does it bring a smile to your face that they're going in on the, on the former regime and just to give you confidence that, okay, maybe there actually is some talent here that wasn't really well tapped into. Mooney, one of the things that I, I liked here and that I did not know, he hit a bonus or he got some guaranteed dough. I forget exactly what happened, but he got more money. The first thing he did was he went out and bought two jugs machines. Yeah. One that he one that he put at his home in Alabama or at his where he works out in Alabama, and one here, twenty seven hundred mm-hmm. bucks a piece. Dude's not going out and buying, uh, you know, the hot Chains car and cars and yeah. right. He he he. What do I got? I'm gonna go get a jugs machine for myself. Twenty seven hundred bucks. I mean, that's for an NFL player. That's not a ton of money, but still, that's a that's a that's an investment right there. Yeah, that's a pretty hefty investment in your own development, right? You talk about having them at home so you can just hop on the jugs at any time and to get two of them. I think that was really, really telling. I think that was the very, very first thing that he did when he got drafted and he got this, you know, signing bonus or whatever. He he went out and got those jug machines. And I think that spoke to the kind of player that he is. But I think that, you know, you have a guy who is, you know, undersized for NFL standards, but he still is able to be productive. He's very, very productive at Tulane, showing himself worthy of a, of a, of a draft pick. And so I think that's indicative of a guy who's going to get the absolute most out of his ability. Yeah, he he also said in that interview that uh, when he's done playing, he's not doing shit. He's just gonna mm-hmm. hang out and, and play video games. I'm like, hey, hey Darnell, uh, just gets calm here uh, on the window. You're not gonna want to do right. that. You, I mean, I know it sounds cool that you get to do nothing, but I'm right. I'm envisioning you as a 35 year old. You're not sitting on the couch. That's that's not that's not great. Uh, 
So you you can in, invitation right here. Join me and Herb on the windy, make yeah. it a thing for you, right? I mean, you you don't want to just hang come, and do nothing. Come hang, come hang out with us. But I think that you know, Carmen, when you're 25, you think that 35, 40 is old. You know what I mean? <laughs> it isn't. It isn't until you're 35, 40, you're like, oh, I'm still young. There's still a lot to do, right? And so I think he's like, oh, I'm gonna be some old man. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I uh, hey, get rich, be able to do nothing, but you're yeah. you're you're the the reality yeah. is you're you're probably gonna want to do something. Uh Candace is back here by Shy City. Appreciate you jumping in early and uh look at love for hey, her Candace. with our favorite we appreciate you, Candace. Uh thank you. And uh hashtag it's us the, the bigs has been on fire uh getting David Ross an interview. People should check out that content. Great job over there. Uh, congrats on that, Herb, part of yeah, that team. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Zeno for getting that done. That was dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I, I watched it. It was awesome. And Shaka, this is an interesting question. Did Nagy lose the locker room? If so, when? And and, and what's your viewpoint? Uh, okay, I'll, Herb, go ahead on this one, and then I'll, I'll weigh in. I'm not exactly sure when is my yeah. initial thought, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't – I never saw that. I never really thought that, right? And I'm always kind of looking for – kind of the story behind the stories, right? Everybody's watching the game. Everybody knows when the touchdown happened. There's other things that I'm really trying to figure out. And I didn't get that from anybody. I didn't, I didn't really kind of decode that from any hidden messages from any of the player interviews, any of the side discussions. I, di I didn't get that. I didn't know. I didn't feel that he had lost the locker room. I felt like he was losing football games. Um, and, you know, players want to win. And so, sure, I'm sure there's some frustration that comes along with that. But I didn't get the sense that guys didn't like him, that guys didn't respect him, that guys didn't want to play for him. I, I didn't get that at all. And so uh, this was, was kind of news to me. I guess not – I won't say surprising because, again, I, we could tell that there wasn't a real sense of direction, that there wasn't an identity. So what they said doesn't really surprise me, but it does surprise me that they said it. I, I would – Listen, uh, I, I think it was fairly clear that we all knew that Nagy was going to be fired. And then if you if you go back to right around Thanksgiving, I mean, George McCaskey had to come in and, and tell the players that there was no truth to the rumor that Matt Nagy is going to be fired after the Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, it was done. They, yeah. they all knew that this guy's going to be out the door and uh, – they probably, I don't know, I how how soon before that was he in like a full full lame duck? I mean, maybe at the start of the season, I'm not sure, but like, I don't. It just he. What was confusing to me, I guess, is that he he tried to present this really team unified, great chemistry. Yeah. We've uh, you know all that, and I I bought it. I did. I did like, too. I, yeah, right. I so, like Matt Nagy. Let me be clear. Okay. I like Matt Nagy <laughs> okay. as a dude. You know what I mean? Like just as just as somebody to know. As a coach, he was messing up all over the place. But as a dude, I found him to be very likable. I found him to be, you know, genuine, considerate, you know, caring about his players and, and just about people in general. I liked him as a guy. As a coach, it didn't work out. But yeah, these things are surprised like it's surprising to me that, that that they would come out and say that about him publicly yeah over and over again uh Surprising. hold on I, I pulled some other ones here uh i david montgomery change was definitely needed i, I played that one here here's more montgomery um 
Wow, this is on the ticker. The coaching staff we have now is just different. We're going to shock a lot of people. That was another thing from David Montgomery. We are going to shock a lot of people. Uh, the, the coaching thing. staff we have now is just different. I mean, he's not even giving you the the, the full. Uh, you know, that's not the, that's not. He's holding back right there. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know when you do that, it's fine. But now y'all going to have to put up behind this, right? Y'all going to have to actually do some things to kind of back this up. Because you're going to say, hey, I'm really a top five running back. Or, hey, I'm really a legitimate number one receiver in this league. It wasn't me. It was the guy calling the plays and orchestrating the whole. Okay, cool. And and now you like this guy, right? And you know what he wants, right? Okay, then I need to see 1,200 yards from you. And I need to see 90 balls from you. And we need to see it now. Go out. you, You put it out there. Go do it. Right. Hey, we've got we got the right guy in place now. We we uh by the way, I believe in all my teammates. I mean, listen to what everybody says about Justin Fields. This dude's different. This guy works harder than anybody. That's what Montgomery said. I I believe it too. Like I get it. I, I'm not saying Fields isn't working, which speaking of, uh we got another <laughs> we got pictures of Justin Fields on vacation, which is sweet. He's taking some time, he deserves it. Dude works his yeah, ass off. I got it for sure. And then, and then we got a video of him running on the treadmill that's three seconds long. And the Twitter one that I saw has 225,000 views of Justin Fields <laughs> jogging on the treadmill. It matters, Carm. It matters. <laughs> does, does it? No, it does. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I, I kind of, like, there's part of me that, and I don't want to be at Fields, like, at all. It, like you, but you put out, you know, you put it out there that you were, you know, working out with Darnell Mooney, and 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 now we got, hey, take this video of me running here. Let let's show all the Bears fans that even when I'm on vacation, I'm still getting up in the morning and I'm getting my workout first. I don't know, Bears fans, do you want to see? Do you want to see Justin running on the treadmill? Isn't I I I don't I I, I don't know. I Is think it, I think Bears fans want to see Justin. Chewing bubble gum and you know reading a book and what whatever I think they want to see him do whatever it is that he's doing. Uh, I don't think he needs to you know. Hey, look, I am working out. It's okay. Get your time away. Go ahead and have your vacation and get your workout in. It's fine, right? I think that you know what whatever. Like you know what I mean. I I, I know that you are still holding on to your ticket. I don't. I know you haven't really turned in your ticket to the Justin Fields train yet. You. You don't know if you're going to hop on this train. I'm on it, right? I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm on like, Carm, come on, bro. You're like, mm, yeah. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Yeah, I, well, listen, I want to be on that train. I, I want this to work. There's there's no there's no part of me that's like, this is a bad dude, or I want like I want to be able to just dunk on Ryan Pace one more time. See, you got this one wrong, too. Even on the way out, you were just that bad. Which, by the way, all these dudes talking out just a little bit about the team. If I'm Ryan Pace, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at them. Maybe I should have gotten another coach. All these dudes think there was more there was more gas in the tank than what we were getting out here. So I, yeah, I, I mean, they were. We heard from them all the time about this conviction word. That that was that was Ryan and Matt's word. Conviction. We're always convicted. There's conviction on every decision we want to make, uh, and we're together and we're unified. It's like, okay, y'all had a, y'all were convicted on a lot of bad decisions, both of y'all. You know what I mean? And it's like, I wonder what would happen. I wonder how does the legacy change for Ryan Pace if Justin Fields is what we hope him to be. If he's a generational franchise, 10, 12-year quarterback, 
does that change anything about your view of Pace's tenure? 100%. It would for me. Look, if Fields is successful, right, and Mooney becomes like, I don't know, like a 1B, and yeah. and, and David Montgomery has, you know, the 1,200 yards you just put out there, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. You, you, you know, Roquan, uh, you know, it becomes worthy of the deal that we all think the Bears are going to give him at some point here. Well, you weren't the worst GM. And and, and that's another thing, by the way. Bears Twitter, you got to stop this. The whole who's was the worst, Matt Nagy, Mark Tressman, John Fox. Come on. I mean, (laughs) the answer is not Nagy, okay? It's not Nagy. You want to quibble between Fox and Tressman? Okay, uh, but that's probably not. I, I mean, yeah, Tresman was Tresman was very, very, very bad, and it was just <laughs> awkward. It was the things he said. It was just everything. It was just like, wait, what? What are you saying right now? And that was bad. And then John Fox, I don't. It's like he was like the guy, just like waiting. Like I got, I got to work three more years until I'm eligible for retirement with full pension or something. Like okay, whatever. Like he was just there. Um, Matt Nagy was invested. They had a really, really good season. It ended with a double doink. Um, I, I wouldn't put him in that debate for the worst of the three. I mean, Tressman kicked a field goal against the Vikings on second down from 47 yards out. All right. Tress, Tr- Tressman was was despised by that locker room. The receiving mm-hmm. the receiving core hated him. Uh I they they and he he came. It was a little tougher for him, I guess, because he was coming in after Lovey, who the players loved. Yeah. But yeah. he, you know, leave well enough alone. As we started the the podcast, right. like you you right. did not need to be like you can't all hang out over here. I'm going to put this receiver over there and that receiver over here. Um, who's who's my guy that somehow I'm, I'm forgetting? This is a legit. Uh, who who went to Vanderbilt? Um, and was one um, of the Earl, Earl Bennett. Earl Bennett, I love Earl mm-hmm. Bennett. Earl Bennett's a great yeah. dude. So, uh, and I became friendly with friendly with Earl for a while, and he was just telling me, yeah, I don't think Earl, good dude. yeah, I don't think Earl will mind that I'm just you know calling out that he was just telling me like they there was no there was no love for Mark Tressman in that locker room whatsoever. Um, so, but I but but John Fox, that dude was on a, he was retired when he was here, and he made his own shit. Right. I mean, he didn't care at all, and and at off all. the field. And off the field, I won't. I'm not going to talk too badly about him because whatever. I'll be. I'll be nice somewhat. But he, mm-hmm. he was not mm-hmm. dialed in. He was dialed. Mm-hmm. He was dialed out. Um, not professional at all. So I would actually. I'd probably put Fox at the lowest end because it, it, Trustman was like trying. He just at least he was su- trying, right? At least he was invested, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Like, oh, I'm the Bears coach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, y'all go. Here's a ball. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, hey, listen, I, 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 Carolina was sweet and Denver was fun. They hired me. I haven't had a break. This is my third straight team. I'm just going to show up here and take your money for four years and y'all going to fire me. And, and then I'm going to come back to the league and with Indy, whatever. Uh, Carlos Santos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rob, I see you out there. Uh, in his defense, the 2003 was tied for uh, second in points. Man, Nagy couldn't come close to saying that. That's, listen, uh, true. And uh, they and they they were in a fight for a playoffs, but of course he had way more talent. Uh, let's let's not forget that shy city. Stuff yeah, I got. mean, yeah. <laughs> you talk you talk you talking about you know Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte. Like 
they had people who could put the ball in the end zone. You know what I mean? It's not surprising that they were able to put up some points, but just the overall system was bad. He, he also got the one program. of the great. Yeah, yeah. He he also he got one of the greatest overall performances in the history of backup quarterbacks. My guy Josh McCown was throwing twenty touchdown passes against one interception. Should have been left there as a starter. Everybody knew that. Uh, this was not the point of this podcast today, but that's where we got to. Uh, back to fields. I'll get back on track here. Uh, Rob, thank you for this one. We can be on the Justin Fields one train and still not care about every single workout he does. I, I'm not sure. Evidence is not it's not going that way, Rob. People care. Yeah. They they care a lot. They care a lot. And it's like relax, man. Like he's he, he's 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 QB1 for the Chicago Bears. I understand. I get it. I know what it means. It's going to come with the attention and everything and all the acclaim. But it's a three-second clip of him jogging on a treadmill. Like, do a quarter million people need to watch that? Like, I, I, okay, all right. I mean, it, for a minute, you know, we wouldn't have hung in there. But for three seconds, okay, my, look at my guy. Just, 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 Go, he's, he's, get, he, he's, he's going down to the pool in a minute. But, but first things first on vacation, let's get that workout in. Uh, Shy City, you're back in here with, in my opinion, they're speaking out like that. Then there must be some truth to it. Uh, I don't think Herb and or myself, I know I don't disagree. Of course, there's some no. truth to it. No, I don't disagree with what they said. I'm surprised that they said it, right? I, I definitely think there's truth to it. I was saying it earlier. Like, they, it's clear that they didn't have any sense of direction. That was obvious to any casual observer or player or whomever, right? So I, I understand, that, I, and I agree with them. I'm surprised that they said it because I thought that wins and losses aside, they liked the guy. And when you like somebody, even when they're gone, you don't throw them under the bus. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, man, you know, it was cool. He's gone. I wish him nothing but the best. Well, we keep hearing stories, too, now where Nagy was blowing off end-of-the-season meetings. He did that, I guess, with Justin Fields, right? He, like, didn't mm-hmm. – he, 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 I mean, when you're going to that level, I yeah. then you're, you're going to lose that respect. And, I, and it was bizarre to me. What? You didn't show up. Speaking of, you never know when you're going to see these guys, even if you know you're getting fired. Most likely, you're probably fairly certain that Andy Reid's going to look out for you because he's always looked out for you, and that's what happened. So who knows who's going to land in Kansas City? I don't know. Uh, One other thing from Mooney, by the way. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. I think think that, you know, we saw him kind of like move a practice around. He had to come out and explain that. But I think that the players kind of just saw a guy who – was not willing or able to stick to his own plan. And again, as a coach, players just want a sense of direction. What are we doing here, right? What's what's the actual plan here? And if they don't have to agree with it, but if the coach comes up with it and he sticks to it and he goes, then it's fine. They saw you waffle back and forth too frequently in that last year for sure. You come out, Justin's going to be the backup, right? And he's going to be the starter. That's what it is. We're gonna we're gonna go through training camp. We're gonna divide the reps up like that, and then all of a sudden. Boom, outside pressure comes, throw the kid in there. And it's like, okay, he's not ready. Nobody else is ready for what he does. Now you're kind of changing the playbook from everything that we've put in all summer that suits Andy Dalton to these things that now kind of suit Justin. So they saw you go back and forth on that. They see you go back and forth about who's going to call the plays. Who's like, am I am I the play caller? Am I not the play caller? Like, it's, it was just weird going back and forth and you couldn't admit it you couldn't say who's calling oh i'm not gonna say who called the place today why not right right it was it was too much of that and i think that when players kind of see that waffling back and forth it's kind of a natural 
loss of respect. Yeah. There was the train was long of how he, I mean, he just kept running through. Oh, here's another reason why we just, we cannot be on team Nagy any longer. And uh, yeah, I listen, I I don't blame any of the players for, for, for ultimately turning on Matt. And I think that he just, I think he sort of just got lost in himself. Rob's got a direct question for you. Uh, Herb, do you think this means he was respected, but not truly like, I'll answer that first. No, I don't think he was. I think they disrespected him. Actually. I think, I think they, I think they more liked him than respected him. Yeah. I, I would, I would flip it. I would flip it. I say maybe they liked him and didn't respect him. And I think that that that's, that's possible. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, they, they found him to be a likable guy, but as a coach, they just didn't respect him. I think that's kind of how I feel about him too. Like I, I found him to be a likable guy, but do I respect his job as a head coach? No, he didn't, he didn't really do a good job as a head coach. I think that's probably kind of where they came in on it too. Yeah. I, you're, I'm going back to the Cleveland game too, like the respect part. Oh. Hey man, this is our guy. We like Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney. Right over here. I want my guy to do well. You just threw him to the Wolves in game three of the season. You did not. Imagine Mooney, and he spoke on this briefly. He's like, you know, I'm going to run a route, and I got to turn around right now because my guy is getting killed. Like, yeah. you're all looking at the coach. That he, they might have. That actually might be the demarcation point where they lost him. Like, they're just like, are you kidding? Like, yeah, this I mean, is a, your, your number one job as a coach is to put your players in the best position to win, to succeed. You clearly didn't do that. <laughs> you sent them up to Cleveland and let that boy get killed. Like, right. it's, it's not okay. If you're going to do that, you got to put some things in place. How about we run the ball? How about we max protect? How about we go three-step drop and not empty seven-step drop? Like, what are we doing? And, and how about... I love that we're back on this game. This is just a trek through Bears time today. But how about we start Nick Dam Foles because we're not going to put our rookie out there who's not ready and realize that we have way more chance of damaging this dude right now than anything else. I mean, what did they think was going to happen? He's not ready. We're not ready. You had the vet sitting right there. It would have been an easy sell. Hey, Listen, Justin's going to play when Justin is ready. Justin's not quite ready yet. We can't wait for when he will be. Andy's hurt. So we're going to, Nick gives us the best chance to win right now. And we're also looking long term here with Justin and trying to get him off the ground. And by the way, trust me, I was in Kansas City when Patrick Mahomes set the, set, set the whole season, except for the last game in his rookie year. I know what the hell I'm doing. And that would have been, I mean, everybody would have bought that. No one would have had a problem with it. Nobody would have had a problem with it. it. It made a whole lot of sense. It, even if, even from the worst case scenario, it's the, the the Drago line from Rocky. Like if Nick Foles dies, he dies. Nobody really cares about that. You know what I mean? But you can't do that to the future of the franchise. So you let Nick Foles go out there and take these shots from Miles Garrett and like, let him get sacked nine times in a football game. Like let's 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 not do that to the kid and and damage him irreparably. And I think right. that, you know everybody understood that. Plus. This is this is who Nick Foles is. This is what he does. He shows up in a pinch, and he might have went out there and threw for three hundred. Like you know, what I mean, that's that's just kind of who he is. Put him in a pinch, he'll come through for you. You do not throw that kid to the wolves on the road. Like no, no. I, I love that. That's exactly. If he dies, he dies. Don't care. Sorry, Nick. We'll go sign the next Nathan Peterman, who uh, welcome to Chicago. By the way, I mean, like it. It doesn't matter. And yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's that. That could be my favorite moment so far on the show today. <laughs> enjoying that. By the way, Darnell Mooney's still talking Allen Robinson, which I also love. Like that, yeah. that. I don't know. I'm not. I still am confused as to why Fields and A. Rob did not connect better last year. Whether that was on right. those two or whatever was going on coaching wise, yeah. if there was beef, but that was just bizarre. Um, and I, I want to play this Charles Snowden clip for you in a second because you're gonna love it. But. Uh, let me just – I'm looking through my David Montgomery notes, who apparently – oh, no, that uh, this is still Mooney. Mooney before games, he listened to Alicia Keys. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> just, shout likes, out to Alicia Keys. Shout out to Alicia Keys. He likes to, he likes to be a little – you know, he doesn't need to get hyped up. I'm just going to mellow out here. Um, oh, and this is one more. As skill players, we were talking about the O-line – and 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 Braxton Jones and and Fields about and, and you know talking about the Cleveland game, Fields talking. Hey, we're not ready to play a game right now. Like probably thinking back to last season when they weren't ready to play a game. So that's what Mooney, he said when he got the bus in Cleveland. Right. <laughs> we we ain't ready. I know I'm not ready. I'm gonna get smoked here by Miles Garrett. Uh, but he says he, this was Mooney as skill players. If the O line can give us some time. Mm. You know, now, mm. it's a little, little bit of an O-line throw under the bus, a little bit, but, like, that's how they're looking at it. Like, if the – loud and clear, right? I don't know if these guys can do it or not, but if they can, then we're going to be all right. Everybody sees the question marks. Everybody understands where the biggest question mark is for this team, at least offensively. Everybody understands that, and they're just being honest. And so Justin's like, nah, we're not ready to go play ball right now. And Darno's like – yeah, I could probably get open, but it's going to take me at least three seconds. I don't know if they're going to give us three seconds. We'll see. You know what I mean? And, right. Um, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Can, can anybody definitively say, yeah, they'll give you three seconds every snap? I don't know that. Justin can't know that. I don't think anybody knows that. No, we got Braxton Jones at left tackle. I don't. I most definitely don't know that. This is a fifth-round pick out of Southern Utah. By the way, I shout doubt that. I doubt that. Highly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I shout out to Braxton Jones though. I'm I'm scrolling through Fields' uh, Instagram, looking for this. I was you know my my social media and this sometimes is not perfect. So I'm looking where the mm -hmm. hell is this video of uh, Fields on the treadmill? And then I, I I found it. Shout out to you, Daniel Greenberg, the content master out there, who uh, Danny Parkins attacked on Twitter, which was kind of amazing. But uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, it, Greenberg's fans were in there, man. They're like, shut up, Parkins. Yeah, That's yeah, what's yeah. Up. yeah. So. But and I, I love Parco. I'm I'm actually uh, whatever. I'm 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 golfing with Parco later in the week. It'll be a big big, big so. But but anyway, I, I my, like him too. Yeah. <laughs> my, my my point being is that Braxton Jones is the first guy on Fields' Instagram of like there's a you know there's a picture from minicamp and you know Fields about to get get the ball and there's Braxton Jones first comment goat. I mean he is right. He is kissing up, man. He he's. He, he knows where I got to be on the same page as my quarterback. I don't see that from Cody Whitehair. I don't see that from Tevin Jenkins. But there's Bracton Jones, first comment. You know, the emoji, there's the goat. We got to stop this, man. This whole, all the social media stuff, we got to stop it, man. Because the way goat gets thrown around now, it, it has no value anymore. Like, it used to it's be true. a conversation about, you know, Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky and, like, Joe Montana. Now it's like... And Justin Fields, what? No, like that's not a goat conversation. Greatest of all time to do what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't even answer that. Greatest of all, 
He's greatest, the greatest quarterback that, that 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 Braxton's ever blocked for. Yeah, in the in the NFL. Uh, I, I'm even going to leave Southern Utah open. I don't know any of those QBs over there. But at this point, I mean, we can't fully declare it. But that's that's that's. <laughs> I I just like, hey, you got to be you got to be impressed though with Karim's social media detecting this there, Herb. I mean, I, you. I mean, right? That's 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 that's, that's, that's digging deep. That's going to be for a scoop right there. I, I'm paying attention. I started scrolling through further, and there's uh, Andy Dalton was in there with three fires. So apparently that relationship was a decent one. I don't think he would jump in with the with the three fires at at Fields on, a, on an Instagram post if right. he hated him, right? So okay, so those two got along. Uh, yeah. So okay, one more on on David Montgomery, and then I want to play you this Charles Snowden. Uh, Let's see. We're going to do a lot of things that people don't expect us to do. Um, he's talking about fields. He called him, quote, a physical creature. And uh, it's really night and day, honestly. Hard, hardest working guy I've seen. He's talking about it's fields from year one to year two. It's really night and day, honestly. Working guy. There it is again. Dave Montgomery, I, all I do is see videos of you running down the street in suburban Chicago uh, trying to, you know, up yourself to the next level. You, you got faster somehow last season, which is impossible. He but he's willing to say that Fields is the hardest worker. I don't know. No, I, think, I, I think we've heard that from everybody. Everybody's talking about how early gets in, how late he stays, and everybody made the big deal about, you know, him and Darnell Mooney having the competition to see who was going to leave the facility first, even though they came out and admitted that they weren't actually doing anything. Doesn't like, yeah, we were just kind of just laying on the bench, just waiting to see who was going to leave first. Like, okay, cool, go home. Like, uh, but I, I, do, I do think he works at it. I do think he, he wants to be great. I think he has that sincere drive to be great. Um, is it going to happen? We'll, we'll we'll all wait and see. But certainly, clearly, Braxton Jones is driving the the train, and and David Montgomery is like right up front. And they're all there. And and, and I like this. Hey, listen, look at look at the defensive fields coming out or Shy City future goat. Okay, okay, that 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 would be slightly better than just goat. And then uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob wants to put this out there. Already the greatest goat in in Bears franchise history. That's not true, Rob. That's not true. But but he 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 certainly has the potential to be. It's I'll not. A, it's 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 not a high climb. It's not a high <laughs> climb. He's not. He's not a top. But it's not a high climb. He's got to go. He's got to jump over like Josh McCown and Jim Miller and Jay Cutler, like and and your guy Jim McMahon and and Sid Luckman. <laughs> no, right, right, right. The candidates pool or the the competition pool is not overwhelming, but like dudes have had great years in a bear uniform. Eric Kramer had a great Eric season Kramer. as a Bears coach. Jim Miller, I mean Jim Miller grinded. Jim McMahon won a Super Bowl. Cuddy had his yeah. moments. He's got to do yeah. something. He's got to do, do something. He can't. Yeah, he and has which, to. The thing is, he has to. You have to be right. Whoever made that comment. You have to be right, right? If he doesn't, then this whole thing, he's going to be a bust, right? You're going to yeah. talk about him being a bust. If he, if he isn't, if he doesn't ascend to become the greatest quarterback in Bears franchise history, which, again, is not a high bar, but there are still guys ahead of him. But if he doesn't ultimately surmount um, the Jake Colors of the world and the Jimmy, like, he has to. If he doesn't, this whole thing was a bust. So, yeah, he better become that. I mean, last year, and we could talk about what you wanted to get into, whether Fields can be the number two quarterback in the NFC North. Yeah. 
Okay, so 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 last year, if you go through all the stats here, I'll just run through a couple here. Quarterback rating, ESPN's quarterback rating, he was 28th. Uh, right down there with Sam Darnold and Trevor Lawrence. So, you know, we got we and Zach Wilson. Uh, that, that, that's, that, that's where he landed. All right. Now, you want to look for something better? How about completion percentage? Yeah, that ain't going to be that great either because he was Justin Fields last year was 30th at 58.9. Again, in that J- Jameis Winston, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson mm. category. Now, how about yards? How about yards average? Is it better there? Because, you know, we have turned that he can throw the deep ball. How did that, how did that come out after his first no. year? It, a, a little bit better. He was 20th, 6.9. So with Ryan Tannehill and Taylor Heineke, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Ryan. So it was better, but still, still number 20. But you, I mean, where you're going here, Herb, you want him to be better uh, than both Jared Goff and uh and and Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins that that's uh, ah. big jump that's a huge jump from where he was last year again for me this is one of those conversations where he has to be right like he i'm not saying for sure that i think he will be right i think i think he i think when he wakes up in the morning he's better than Jared Goff right so i'll give him third right now what i'm okay. saying is his physical ability and his production on the field has to have him ascend ahead of, and I mean clearly ahead of Kirk Cousins, right? Aaron Rodgers is in a different stratosphere. He's actually in the GOAT conversation, right? Not Justin, right? Um, But he has to be head and shoulders above Kirk Cousins and Jerry Goff. Okay, I don't want to be the dude that just relies on stats because I hate those guys, but I'm just going to do it right now. Jared Goff last year, just for the record, 67% completion percentage, threw for 232 yards a game, 19 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. I mean, that is like they're not even in the same ballpark. Kirk Cousins was uh, threw for over 4,000 yards. Bears have never had a quarterback throw for over 4,000 yards, which is why he could be the GOAT if he just has one huge season. But he threw for 4,000 yards. He threw 33 touchdowns. He threw seven interceptions. His quarterback rating was, uh, you know, tied for one, two. He was behind uh, Rodgers, Burrow, Prescott, and then here comes Kirk Cousins. I mean, he's right there with Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford. That's a hell of a season. That's balling. Yeah, I mean, so you said, said four thousand for thirty three and seven. Yeah, yeah, that's balling. That's balling. I mean, okay. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I, I, let me let me come back a little bit, right? Okay. okay. <laughs> let me let me come back just a little bit. <laughs> Head and shoulders above, like I don't know about that, but he has to get into that range, though. He has to be in that conversation where it's like, yeah, he's a really, really, really good quarterback. He has he has to be right, and I think he has the physical tools. And I think he has the mental makeup to get the work done. Now, can they put a system in place? Does he have the pieces around him to be able to do that? That remains to be seen. But I, I do think that if we're talking about him being a successful number one draft pick, he has to become the second best quarterback in that division. Or at least have an argument that he is. I'll, I'll go there. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that would be huge. Uh Jake Capone to Dan. I always have trouble with your moniker. I think I hope I'm saying it. Yo, Mark and Herb, good to talk Bears. I mean, if you really think about it culturally and the concept of the team, the Bears will definitely be better than last season. I agree. I don't know if they'll win more games. I, I, right. I, I completely agree that the direction of the franchise feels a whole lot better today than it did 
six months ago. I don't think anybody would argue that. It's uh, it just feels cleaner. There's something I, I I mean, Herb, you were out there more this last. You were out there last year. I wasn't out yeah. there at all. I just yeah. sat in the studio and did shows. So, but to me, the way it felt camp, like there's it, it, there's a there's some positive vibe going on. I don't know if you could compare it. Yeah, there seems to be just just a sense of stability, just a sense of accountability. Just we understand what's happening here. And so that's why, again, I, I, it's not surprising what Darnell Mooney said when he says we didn't have a sense of direction here, right? I'm just surprised that he said it. But what he said makes perfect sense. And so now you can at least see there's a sense of what it is that we're trying to get done here. Even in small things like, you know, who we talk to in terms of media interviews, those types of things. They were, it would be like, okay, we're going to talk to this person. Like, okay, cool. And what happened? Oh, he just didn't feel like it. He just did. Like, nobody's going to be like, you got to go talk to them. Like, I, I don't feel like that Matt Eberflus is going to run that loose of a ship to where, like, you just do whatever you want. I think there are going to be some expectations. There's going to be some accountability. And, again, I think they like Matt Nagy because who wouldn't like a boss like that, right? But respect him, maybe not so much. It may get flipped with Matt Eberflus. They might not like dude at all. So what? You don't have to like me. Yeah, you and respect me, and we'll play games and win. And shout out to the Flues on this one too. We all kind of think, or at least I thought that this was going to be sort of an in-your-face rah-rah coach, and that's yeah. sort of how he was. That's yeah. not him. These guys are saying that he sits back, lets his lets the assistant coaches coach, and that he, in his reminder, first-time head coach here, but he's he's kind of just overseeing the ship, and that feels like. You know he's got like a, he's got some confidence in himself. Like he's got an idea of how this should go. He's also got a lot of people on his staff that he's familiar with, which probably helps him settle in. So all of that feels like they're headed in the right direction. By the way, I'm just noticing your White Sox hat here. Uh, y'all are y'all y'all are in a little bit of trouble right now. I I just I'm I'm a I'm a huge Cubs fan, man. But I'm born and raised in the South Side, so I wear Sox hats whenever I want. But I'm a huge Cubs fan. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I, I listen. I, and they I are in trouble. It's, it's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I grew up a Cub fan, and then uh, and then WGN got got the White Sox, and I did three years of pre and post, and I I felt like I had to just kick the Cubs to the curb. Plus, you know, the the way the Cubs are going about their business right now is, is it, it's hard to stay on that ship. So go 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 White Sox, make a run. All right, here. Hey, one more reminder: Charles Snowden, Bears fans. Uh, hit that subscribe button on DeWindy so when this interview drops, you'll know it's there. Uh, we're going to put it out tomorrow. I'll, I'll do some writing around it as well. Hopefully, uh, I mean, everything. I think most people think that Charles is going to be on the team. He thinks he's going to be there as a special teams guy. But we were talking about Robert Quinn last week. And Herb, mm -hmm. you you said that you didn't know if, if Rob even knows that he's rich. So... Uh, I, I, I asked, you know, just about different. I talked to him about a bunch of guys. Akeem Hicks, uh -huh. he had some great stuff on. Um, Khalil Mack, he had phenomenal stuff. On. It's a good interview. I, I, I recommend it. Um, but this was the Robert Quinn portion. So here's two minutes of Charles uh, on Robert and Rob and with a touch of, of, of Herb's influence as well. Biggest conversation in the offseason, where's Robert Quinn and – when I'm talking to some of your teammates, they're like, well, that's just Rob. I'm not worried about Rob. What is his personality like? Can you explain being a teammate of Robert Quinn? Rob is a, he's a great guy, and but he's just the most laid back, 
from the South, just, I mean, Rob will be Rob no matter what the situation. Like, we would uh, we'd always joke because we, our coach would have this great presentation of what the other team's offensive lineman likes to do. He likes to set this way, kick this way, this. And we're all locked in taking those. But at the end of the day, Rob is just going to run. Rob is going to do his signature pass rush move no matter how he sets, how he kicks. Rob is just going to be Rob. And he's one of those you can't I, – I can't explain Rob. He's just – if you hung out with him for a day, you know exactly what I was talking about. I I, I got it. And we were my the guy who I do the do, do Wendy with her power, who's he he does a great job covering you guys. And he's like, I don't think Rob knows he's rich. Like I just think that Rob is like <laughs> He absolutely does not know. <laughs> he, he doesn't. Okay. No. I mean, because he was giving up. I mean, listen, you all make a lot of money, and Rob makes a lot of lot of money, but uh, and you all deserve it. Uh, don't to get to where you're at, Charles, is an amazing accomplishment. Congratulations, and to get oh, to where Rob's you. at, a premier, you know, top end player. Good for him. That's fantastic. We've all played sports, and you guys made it. So congratulations. I, I wish I was you. He's giving up fourteen grand a day to not show up to minicamp. I like that's a lot of that's a lot, <laughs> that's of, a money. lot of money. That's, that's a lot I, of money. I, I could use that fourteen grand thing. So I right. could use that. But yeah, he still like he still drives the pickup truck that he bought his rookie year. Oh my god! I He's this that. big red pickup truck, and he just drives it every day. I, I thought you'd love that part. The, he's still driving the red pickup truck. Okay, Robert Quinn. Uh, let me tell you something. Papa Fred, my dad, who's 96, who grew up in the Depression, he'd be damn ass proud of you for for banking all that dough. Not the 14 grand part, but like, hey, the car still works. You're still driving it. He's just that kind of dude. I think that, you know, he he almost died, right, as, as a teenager. And I think that he just kind of lives life with this kind of I'm this is house money. Like, I don't I don't none of this is that serious. Like it's all it's all good. I'm good at football. It's fine. Well, we're world-class athletes. My sister is an Olympian. Like, this is kind of what we do. It's fine, right? And I just don't think he cares. He's in there and he's like, House shoes. He probably never got a haircut like all season long. Like he's just, he's just that kind of dude. And I, I think that you know one day he's gonna wake up and he's like, you know, I should, should probably get up to Chicago. Let me go ahead up there and sack some people. And then, and, then that, and he'll do that. Like this, it's fine. It's like I just think that's who he is, man. I, I love it though. I love it. I love it. I really do. Hey. Do you okay? You want to give up your 14G and then show up uh, for for training camp at the end of July and then and play in Week One against uh, the Niners and get a couple of sacks and beat Trey Lance? Okay, I mean, I still, I still, I think we both agree. Uh, hey, if somebody wants to give you a draft pick for Robert yeah. Quinn. You all are playing for the future. That's probably what should happen, but it, it hasn't happened to this point. Uh, so maybe he'll maybe he'll be here come opening day. I think I think I think Rob keeps his money like under his mattress. Like you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think he has like a bank account or like none of that stuff. Like I don't know if he has like a cell phone. Like it's and if he does, it's probably like a flip phone. Like yeah, not the yeah. new flip phones, the old ones. Like <laughs> Hey, phone works. I can call my people. I I got you. I got you, Rob. If that if that's how you want to do it. I mean. You don't need all this fancy stuff that I got over here. You don't need Twitter on your phone. It's, I wouldn't call that actually fancy, but uh, okay. I it's it's fun to hear his teammates talk about him, though, right? Like that's you 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 nailed it. This is exactly who he is. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly who that dude is. When he won the Player of the Month, he was like, "Oh, somebody 
Somebody just told me that, you know, if I walked in here, they was like, hey, you want like, hey. like, uh-huh. like he's, he, he's, he is just, he's an interesting, interesting dude. But I, I really do love it. He's a low maintenance guy. I don't really see him being this diva kind of guy. Most of the times we talk about, you know, these holdouts or whatever they are, they, they tend to be from this kind of diva, Darrell Revis kind of perspective. And I don't think that's what he's doing at all. I just think Rod's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be up there in a minute, man. Y'all cool out. Hey, uh, hey, Rob, appreciate everything you're doing today in the chat. You're saying nothing less than a third rounder for Robert Quinn. I would I would put you on a lie detector test right there. We'll give you a fourth rounder. You really saying no? I, I don't know. Uh, I think they might be able to get a third, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't pull the trigger on a fourth. You wouldn't. I w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that because I think that number one, they they're gonna need this defense to be the thing that keeps them competitive this season, at the very least. But also, you need somebody to help Travis Gibson continue to develop. And I think that having Robert Quinn is good for Travis Gibson. It's good for Charles Snowden. It's good for all those types of guys. Now, if you can get a three and even better, a two, if somebody has a two for you, you pull the trigger right now, right? A three, probably a four. I wouldn't do it for a four, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how convicted polls is as we get closer to the season. Somebody's like, hey, we got a four for you now. But I also think that, and I think I mentioned this last week, the possibility remains, and I, I don't wish this on anybody, but the nature of football is what it is. Somebody's going to go down. Like yep. Somebody's going to lose a star pass rusher, and they're like, hey, we can send a three to the Bears and go get the guy who had 20 sacks last year. Like, okay, hey, we'll send him a three for that. And, you know, if, if it's the team that has Super Bowl aspirations, so somebody that has real Super Bowl aspirations loses a pass rusher late in camp or heading into the season or whatever, or sometime before the deadline, they may say, here, go ahead and take a three. It's interesting if, if that's – if they're the reason why they want to keep him is, is, hey, listen, we think that he's going to be able to help develop our younger players – faster so in essence we're really like getting a third or fourth round pick if that makes sense like you know we're we're gonna get that much better production from these dudes uh but he's also gonna be taking playing time away too at the same time so um maybe gets dealt dominic robinson you know dominic robinson's the guy who can watch him work and 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 get better and learn some real pass rush techniques other than just kind of speed rushing and bending the corner which is a good tool to have in your bag if that's the only one you got then fine but I think that, you know, getting with Rob and learning how to use his hands, those types of things, I think those things could be very, very beneficial to their younger pass rushers, at least up until the trade deadline. Right. And look, I mean, last year at the trade deadline, I mean, you know, the Rams moved in for Von Miller. I'm not saying the Bears can make a Von Miller type of trade, right. but if that's if that's what happens with Rob Quinn, that's a win all day. Uh, yeah, say, say he takes the first eight weeks and he's already – you know, at eight or nine sacks or something like that, right? If he's having that kind of year, then somebody's going to be like, yo, y'all, he's got nine sacks, but y'all got three wins. Let us get him. Okay, cool. Give us a three. You can have him. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or if somebody's really desperate about it, and maybe somebody has a couple tools, give us a two. You can have him, right? And I think that he may have more value to them at that point than at this point. But it's also the possibility that by that point, they just kind of realize, Hey, we should get whatever we can for them. Then they, then they may be more likely to take a four. Like at that point, I might be like, okay, if the, the four is the best we can get, we might as well go ahead and get the four for him. But perhaps you could, you know, increase his value 
before the trade deadline. And this is not rocket science. I, I trust that Ryan Pulse can figure out that whatever's being offered sure. for him now is probably not worth it in his mind, clearly, because he hasn't done anything. And well, so I hope we can get more later. And if not, we can probably get at least what we're being offered right now. So, you know, right. the, these this is not the hard part of being a GM. The hard part is finding which rando dude in the fourth, fifth, sixth round can actually play. And 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 going back to uh, the Ryan Pace era, not messing up the damn first round and picking Mitchell, damn Trubisky, and ruining the franchise for five years. Don't worry My about goodness. it. Don't worry My about goodness. it. Don't worry My about goodness. it. You just, mm. you, you just, uh, we all. The, the, we all... The, the thing that bothers me so much about that to this day is this is this this isn't a hindsight take. As sports fans, we've all got hindsight takes. Like, oh, he should have did that. Everybody knew this on the front end. Every nobody said, hey. Take the kid from Carolina with 13 starts over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Like nobody, nobody thought that except Brian Pace and and it was uh there I, I there were there were a lot of people at the time who jumped through a lot of hoops to try to tell you that the Bears made the right pick and that uh you know there's a lot of people that were trading up to get Mitchell Trubisky. That's why I had to move up to two. I'm like, really? Who? Uh I don't I don't I don't I don't, I don't believe that. Um, and I'm not going to shout out any of my buddies in the media, uh, David Kaplan, who was screaming at me. <laughs> Trust me, they had to do it. Uh, Cap, by the way, get better. Uh, dealing with some COVID over there, uh, my guy. Okay. But so I, I'm like, oh, okay, great. So they would have traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky. Then, or, or you don't even know who you're getting. So then, oh, are they getting Watson or are they getting Mahomes? I'm, I'm left with one of the two. I, I, I'm good. You know, you're I, at three. You're yeah. going to get one of these guys regardless. You can't tell me that Mitch Trubisky was so much better than Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes that you just couldn't live with having one of those two guys. I got to go up and get this guy. Like, cut it out. Nobody was doing that. Only <laughs> Ryan, John Winston was on the phone like, you wait, you want to do what? Okay, fine. Whatever. Sure. Like, uh, he, he hung up the phone. He's like, this is the most amazing thing ever. They're giving me three more picks, and we're, we're dropping back one spot. And, and I think they're taking this guy. I think they're taking Trubisky. This is unbelievable. want a quarterback. Like, whatever. Like, it, like it, it was it was bad. They got they got duped, and I, there's no reason for anybody to try and defend it. It was terrible. It was, it was terrible. Terrible. And – by the way, if the Giants knew that that uh, Patrick Mahomes, the Giants, if if the 49ers knew that Patrick Mahomes was Patrick Mahomes, they would have drafted him. So they missed a yeah, lot of teams. Right. A lot of teams missed, but that's that's different. Like the Bears needed a quarterback. Uh, we don't need to relitigate this, for, but this will be, this will be right. the last time for for at least a month. Right. Deshaun Watson, I get that there's a million problems going on right now, but sure. pe- that's that 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 is was not known at the time, so it's irrelevant. He threw 28 touchdown passes and two interceptions and beat Alabama in the national championship game. Come you on. took Trubisky. Come on. That, that, it's, Come on. Almost, it's, it's almost as bad as, as Portland taking Sam Bowie because they had Clyde it Drexler. Is. <laughs> and, then the, and, and then they did it again and took Greg Oden and said, I don't want Kevin Durant. Like, how y'all do that twice? Oh. Right, 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 right. Well, it's a reminder, and Ryan Pulse, I know you're a huge fan of this podcast. You don't need to be the smartest guy in the room, not in the first round at least. First couple of picks, dude, just, just, just play it down the middle. This player, this is not, it doesn't need to be rocks. T- take don't take the high performer. Baby drunk out of Ashland College. Right, right, 
Right, right. I I know you want everybody to think you're a genius, but it, sometimes you know, hey, look at what the look at the way the Bulls are going about their business. They they are. I mean, there's some level of 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 I don't know if I want to call it genius with taking Patrick Williams a little bit off the board, but they're just trying to make solid plays. It's the same draft pick with Dale and Terry, six seven wing can 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 cover, can play three spots. He fits. Uh, you know, it's not a, it's not a super sexy play, but that but that's what they're doing. Demar Derozan. Okay, it you know a lot of people aren't gonna love it, but this dude can this dude can ball. Let me go. Let me let me go do that. Zach Levine. Uh, yeah. Okay, maybe we're overpaying, but he's solid. I'm gonna keep him around. Like, uh, they, they, the Bulls Sometimes are just playing. The simplest answer is the best answer. Right. They're, they're, right. I, hats off to Arturis. Like, I I think he's actually right now making the most sense of any GM in in Chicago because he's just playing basically playing it straight and doing and okay let me get this guy io in the second round who uh a has the size to play in the huge numbers in college and i don't know why the hell he's sitting here right oh you can't shoot well this guy's at least gonna be able to help us guard both ones and twos i like that was that was another good pick good pick Uh, that was a good pick yeah all right, Herb, we did it. I think we got to say goodbye because uh, I'm taking my niece to the Cub game tonight, actually, so I got to go. Uh, that should be a good time. That should be a good time. Go Cubs, go. Huge game. Reds, Cubs, battle for the – I mean, <laughs> this is my my first time this year that I'm paying for a Cub ticket. But, listen, my, my niece is the greatest. She deserves it. I was seeing that I had some time tonight, so I – I texted her earlier today. She's a freshman at, at Lane. She also won the city championship as a varsity soccer player. First year, way oh, to go, Grace Carm. That's what, right? Okay, the, Grace, let's okay, go. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So we're, we're heading over to Wrigley tonight. Um, hey, hit that subscribe button. Charles Stone is going to drop tomorrow. Herb, always awesome to be with you, brother. Pleasure, Carm. I'll talk to you in a minute. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Every Wednesday, 5 o'clock Central Time. Hit that, and and you know I I got I got high expectations right now that I'm gonna do something right, and we oh. I will end I'm gonna end the show correctly. We'll see you next time. I feel like just people are just overthinking it, honestly, man. But I'm glad I went 18. I'm happy. I'm so happy. Like. Eighteen was perfect, honestly, right? Like. I have no regrets on anything. Like, I wanted to go to Chicago Bulls. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm ready. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. It was all love, honestly. Um, it was a great time. I had a really good time, actually, there. And I, I really wanted to be there. It's crazy. I, I called my agent, AC, immediately right after. and was like, nah, that's where I need to be. Alex Caruso was in, in the locker room when I was in the locker room when I worked out. I mean, I love basketball. I love basketball since I was born, honestly. I breathe, sleep, cry, everything basketball. How you doing? How you doing? Good. You seem excited. It's, it's great. Like, like, they drafted me in. Man, I'm so happy, man. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.